I, I think we've got some some good growth opportunities in the next one to five years. Uh, but at the base of it all, is, as my hierarchy says, is housing. I'm Christina Gianni with the Hayes Post and Eagle Radio, and I'm speaking with Doug Williams of Grow Hayes about an impressive growth in gross domestic product for Ellis County on this episode of the Post Podcast. You uh, presented me last night with an, an interesting graphic here. And um, it's a list of the increases in gross domestic product across the state of Kansas. And Ellis County was uh, listed as the head of the pack. Top of the heap. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, With a 5% increase in gross domestic product, which was much higher than that for the state of Kansas, which was only 1%. Right. No, that was, uh, it was interesting news to say the least. This comes from the Center for Economic Development and Business Research from Wichita State University. They're the organization that come out and do our uh, annual economic outlook. They do them across the state and they analyze all types of business activity and economic activity within the communities. Uh, they, they may do the city of Wichita and the city of Kansas City, city of Topeka, but out here they do basically Northwest Kansas or the individual counties. And so uh, that's where this information comes from. So how do you think that rela- reflects on our local economy? It seems to me it's a lot better off than we believed it to be. Well, I, I think it is. I think, uh, I, I believe we know that things have been good in Ellis County and, and uh, continue to be. Uh, you know, I, I think if people would turn off the national news and the negative, negative uh information they get there and just look at locally for sure, uh, that, that it would be a very positive, uh, perspective and a lot, there's a lot of reasons why that is. Uh, I think certainly the construction activity that exists in Ellis County right now, particularly in Hayes with housing, new schools, new buildings of various sorts. Uh, there's a lot of construction activity, a lot of remodeling, but then also I think, uh, most of the local businesses are, are doing pretty well. Yeah, we've had quite a few, even within the last couple of months, new businesses starting up, uh, getting gearing up for the new year. And uh, I know a lot of people have talked about the concerns about inflation, but the unemployment rate here in Ellis County remains very low. It is. It's either 2% or lower than 2%, and that's extremely low. And that's the biggest challenge Ellis County businesses have is workforce. You know, the ability to find a workforce and retain a workforce is a challenge uh, and has resulted in cost of labor going up, which is not necessarily a great situation for the business owner, but it's great for the employees. And in many cases, it's allowed them to keep up with some of this inflation activity that we've had. And if you look nationally, it would appear that inflation is trending down and under control. That can change at any moment. But uh, for the moment, it, it appears to be more in that two and a half, three percent range, which is something we can deal with. What are you looking forward to the new year? What do you think our economy is going to be in 2024? Well, I, I think it's going to continue to be very good. Uh, we have, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure that 2023 will reflect record level of sales tax collections for the city of Hayes uh, because sales tax continues to climb. That means people are buying things. People at stores are doing well. Uh, as you noted, there's been gosh, a number of businesses that have opened in the last 60 to 90 days. I, I can count four or five restaurants alone 
that have opened, and we're getting a lot of calls from people who uh, are interested in, in starting businesses or growing their own business. Uh, we'll have the micro factory coming online here in another 60 days or so, and hopefully uh, be able to fill that up with some aspiring business owners doing manufacturing work. Uh, the school projects are going to be ongoing for, <clears throat> gosh, the next three or four years probably. Uh, and then our various other projects, you know, our community center next to Hayes Medical Center will will start construction sometime in 2024. So there's a lot of stuff going on in the community. And uh, I, I look, I'm very bullish about what 2024 is going to be. Well, if you've ever been to a, a presentation with Doug, you've seen him present that rule uh, needs uh, for the economy pyramid. And I really think that we've made a lot of strides in 2023 on a lot of those platforms. Um, the education with the bond, uh, there's, you've mentioned some of the projects for the housing, childcare, uh, healthcare, a lot of those have really improved here in, in the last year or so. They, they really have. Uh, you know, we've, we've made great strides in housing locally. We continue to work on that. And that's the, in the pyramid, the pyramid of hierarchies, housing is, is the base one. And then uh, you start talking about uh, education. People are not going to move into a community or stay in a community where we don't have good schools. And we have always done a great job of teaching kids in our community. Uh, but the facilities we've had, we, we let, we neglected for a long, long time. And of course that was corrected a couple of years ago. The improvements in that area have already started and, uh, it's going to be a great recruiting tool as is our medical center. You know, healthcare has some challenges right now, as we talked about last week with the, the economics of rural healthcare, but, uh, we just have an awful lot going for us in Ellis County and, and a lot to be thankful for, but we have to build on that momentum as well. Okay. Yeah, it, in terms of education, we're already seeing a little bit of that. Lots of rural uh, school districts around us are losing population, losing students, and having to cut budgets. But uh, Hayes has increased the last couple of years. Not a lot, but, you know, it's different than the decline that a lot of the rural uh, school districts around us are seeing. It definitely is. You know, rural America, particularly rural Kansas, faces a lot of challenges. You know, depopulation and an aging population being the, the biggest probably. And, uh, you know, some small communities are, are really struggling to maintain a population, to maintain a school district. We see declining enrollments in some of the smaller communities, which is a, which is a challenge. So uh, those, are, those are challenges for those smaller communities. Uh, Hayes is in a little bit different situation. We're very well positioned to <clears throat> have some of those people move here where there are jobs and there are better opportunities for educational opportunities for their kids. Uh, and as well as uh, the recruitment, we, we view retirees as a, as a recruiting opportunity for us as well because of the health care, because we're a safe community, some of the quality of life things that we have. Uh, we, we really view retirees as a, as a recruiting opportunity. And so I, I think we've got some, some good growth opportunities in the next one to five years. Uh, but at the base of it all, is, as my hierarchy says, is housing. And that's why we're so active in trying to produce additional housing for the community. Okay. Doug, is there anything else that you would like to add this morning? Well, I, I think one thing I would add is that um, the, these quality of life things uh, are, are critically important, but they're expensive. You know, they, 
things like parks and walking trails and that kind of thing. At the, at the Grove, we, we plan to extend the multi-use path through the Grove and uh, add that, tie that into the trail that's going to be from Sternberg Museum to 41st Street that the city's going to be putting in uh, this next summer. So that'll give, gosh, almost three miles of multi-use paths. And, and if, if you look at the surveys we've done with Imagine Ellis County, if you look at uh, what people tell us, multi-use paths and outdoor spaces are, are critically important. And we're, we're also considering a couple things like that at the, at the Grove Housing Development, maybe trying to uh, not only put in a multi-use path, but also some, some things like pickleball or uh, outdoor fitness areas, those kind of things, because all of that adds to quality of life which adds to why people would want to live here. And so uh, they're, they're critical to the community. Yeah, the, the ability to go outdoors or in, indoors at some place like the center of the wreck really can contribute to the health and longevity of uh, our population by people staying physically active. Absolutely. And, and you tie that into our, our mission at the Grove is to develop retiree-focused housing, which allows people to age in place. You know, they... If, if you live in a house with a lot of steps or inaccessible bathrooms or, or that type of thing, uh, they're not able to age in place. And consequently, you end up in some sort of assisted living or nursing home environment sooner than you would hope to. I mean, I don't think any of us ever hope to get there, but, but it, it is a requirement sooner. If we, if we have the right type of living spaces, then you can stay in place longer. And, and that's what we're seeing across the country is that uh, people are absolutely looking for places where they can age in place and not have to move into a facility. Not that there's anything wrong with these facilities, but they are expensive and uh, it's not the type of independent lifestyle that most people hope to have as long as they can. So that's an area at the Grove we're hoping to, uh, to really focus on. And all of those things we talked about, you know, the uh, walking trails, the center for health improvement, outdoor spaces, uh, all tie into that. Okay. <laughs> Oh, anything else, Doug? Well, I just I just make a comment that it's it's about the first of the year, so brief space is uh, open and available for business. If you're uh, trying to, uh, I guess, turn over a new leaf and are ready to get out of your basement or out of the house and want a uh, a little more appropriate business space, we would invite anybody to come down and take a look. I'm always amazed at how many people come into the facility and say, "Gosh, I didn't know this was here," and uh, you know, we've been open geez, I think four years, five years now, whatever it is. And uh, I thought everybody in the community had been in the facility, but they haven't. And uh, it's a great space. It allows you to have a work environment where you can have access to all the tools, printer, scanner, you know, fax machine, uh, copier, uh, meeting rooms, larger rooms, and then some private spaces, phone booths if you need to make a phone call, that kind of thing. And so and it, it is very reasonably priced thanks to uh, the way we're able to construct the facility with a grant from the Hanson Foundation and, and other participants in it. Uh, it's just a great space. And, and we, we have kind of a uh, ebb and flow of people who use the facility. So we, we would invite anybody to come on down and check it out. That's been a really a, a great asset to the community. I know that there's been many community events and meetings uh, uh, conducted there in your meeting spaces? They, they have been, and we, we typically try and let uh, not-for-profits use the space at, at no charge. And uh, so that's a, that's a nice benefit for not-for-profits, and I know a number of them do use the space. And uh, 
we're just, we are very fortunate to have a space like that in the community and ha- have an organization like the Hanson Foundation who uh, basically funded that. They don't work out particularly well as a profitable venture, but if you if you don't have any debt on a facility, it's a whole lot easier to make ends meet, and, and uh, so it, it's a great opportunity for people to use that facility, and we invite anybody to come down and check us out. <laughs>